Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody, and happy signing day 2023. Everything you guys want to know, need to know about Tennessee Volunteers 2023 signing class. It is over at VolQuest.com. It was early. It was fast. It was rapid, but that class is nearly complete. If you look over at VolQuest.com, you'll see our signing day central page. 27 names and paragraphs are listed there. A couple of transfers are added in there as well because Tennessee did announce those uh, today as well. But it's been pretty expected for the most part. I'm Eric Kane along with Brent Hubbs and Austin Price. Thank you so much for watching and viewing with us over at VolQuest.com and on the VolQuest YouTube channel. Guys, I just want to I want to start with this. And Brent, will you know you've been doing this a, a while now. Is this the most boring signing day you have ever covered here on this beat? Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, the last couple of years have been pretty slow. I mean, you had last year with weather's being some some fireworks on signing day, but yeah, I mean, this one went according to script. And, um, you know, you, a lot of people assume, Austin, that everything goes according to script, right? Because everybody commits early. It's the early signing day. But but if you're a fan of your school and you like your class, you're pretty thankful that it goes according to script. Because there's a lot of things around the country today that's not going according to script. There's a lot more news flips, kind of surprises out there than I expected today, which says a lot about this class and the commitment that it has to Josh Hype on this program. Well, and it also says a lot about, you know, how some kids can keep those private conversations private and, you know, out, come out of left field. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, as much as I enjoyed the old chase and you enjoyed the, the old chase and the members on the general's quarters enjoyed the Robert Meacham and all those, those fun, you know, uh, recruitments over the years. It, it's it's also a headache when one goes against you. I was asking you last night. It just does, I don't remember the last time Tennessee had anybody flip on them on signing day. Like it, it's been a while, you know. Um, you know, and the two the biggest two that stick out to, in my mind were the two kids from Stone Mountain that flipped to LSU, and that was eons ago. Over um, twenty years ago, you know. So, you know, for me, like I, I'm I'm with the fans. I get it. You like the kind of like chase, and you like the excitement. But if one goes against you, you don't like that. So you're better off just to have kind of a boring day and celebrate the class you had. And Tennessee, I think, has uh, filled some needs and uh, put together a really solid class. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's I think it's a credit to this coaching staff that you're able to, you know, hold on to pretty much everybody. I know we mentioned on the on the video this morning, and of course, you know, over the weekend, Sylvester Smith flipped not on signing day, but he went from Tennessee's class to to Auburn's class, but. That's pretty much been it. I mean, you're able to bring in, take care of business, sign, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty much your entire class. Four-star tight end Ethan Davis. He will be signing later this afternoon. Uh, but it's all gone according to plan, Austin Price. Anything else we can maybe expect later in the day aside from tight end Ethan Davis? You know, I think, you know, we'll see what Deshaun Bishop does coming up at 2 o'clock. Um, you know, as he will pick Tennessee. I, you know, I, I think ultimately it makes the most sense. Um you know, Tennessee's got one definite running back in this class. Um, 
in the form of Khalifa Keith. And then another guy who can play running back in Cam Seldon. Seldon's a midtermer. Keith is not. Deshaun Bishop would be a midtermer. And, uh, you know, originally committed to Coastal Carolina, local kid, two-time Mr. Football winner in 5A. Um, you know, so, you know, I think you wear, you watch that one at 2 o'clock. Um, Tennessee's not going to get the kid from Rhode Island. Um, not sure they pushed real hard there after the official visit. And uh, Hubs, I mean, you know, you know, you never know what pops up here and there. But, uh, you know, I mean, today, again, has went just kind of like you had hoped it would go, which makes for a boring day for us and a boring day for the fans, but a nice day for Josh Heupel and everybody because they don't have to do any last-minute panicking, last-minute phone calls, last-minute convincing um, to send paperwork in. Yeah, no all-night phone calls last night. Um, you know, no no camping out uh, on Saturday before the dead period happened. I mean, it, it is a different world. Uh, Ethan Davis is for some people who have asked, and I've seen it. Uh, you know, when and I think in this video, and people have asked on the board that that's just a formality deal this afternoon in the ceremony. Everything is everything's fine. There's no issue there at all, or anything like that with, with Tennessee and Ethan Davis. Uh, so that that's just a ceremony that he's going to have uh, this afternoon. For me, Austin and, and Eric, where, where I'm going, and Eric jump in here too, where I'm going with this thing next is, is I, I feel like we've got a decent idea that uh, of kind of who they're targeting um, at, at the receiver spot, who we know that they want to do some things in the transfer portal. My, my question now that, that the Hayes in the barn with a solid defensive high school group, okay? I, I like this linebacker core. I like a lot about what they put together on defense, uh, on the defensive line as well. W where are they going transfer portal-wise on defense to plug some holes, and when, when does that start to, to really get cranking? That That's the next – you talk about laying out the recruiting roadmap. That's the next exit for me, right, is where is the defensive stuff? Because I think we got a, you know a decent feel where they are offensively, we know what running back they may or may not target if they target one, and that's the kid from South Carolina. I don't know that there's another tackle on the board unless it's maybe the kid from Miami if something develops there. But where are they defensively? That's the side that's been really quiet transfer portal-wise. That's the next thing I'm looking for. Well, I, I think the first the first position, I think you'll see them targets linebacker um, and then corner. Um, and then if they can get the right defensive lineman, they will absolutely look at that route. But, you know – I think defensively, those are kind of the three spots um, you'll see them go. I don't, I do not think you'll see them out of safety. I think you're more likely to see some guys that were playing corner this past year who've maybe been safeties in the past, like a Christian Charles, Nico Slaughter, slide back to safety. Uh, I think, you know, Tennessee will look at corner in the secondary. And then, like I said, backer and then defensive line, but more likely kind of a strong side D end or a three technique, not a nose tackle. Yeah, so it'll be intriguing to see where Tennessee continues to push in the transfer portal. It's already uh, got three commits out of the portal, kicker, a tight end, and an offensive tackle. So, again, the conversation has been very much on the offensive end. But Tennessee will take some swings. I, you know, like you guys said, I expect Tennessee continue to uh, to look and engage and potentially bring in some guys. And I think you'd start at linebacker and kind of work yourself up front to a pass rusher for ones available. But, Allison, I think you said this the other day. It's You're not just going to take someone to take someone, right? I mean, you're, it's got to make sense. For the most well, part, you want it to be a multi-year guy. It doesn't always have to be that way, but it's going to have to make sense. Not not when you're up against the 85, yeah, um, which is the ultimate number. You can sign 50 kids if you've only got 35 on your roster and everything's okay. Um, Hubs, I, how much do you – you know, you, you, to me, you try to take quality over quantity. 
to me, the only time you're taking potential bodies is if you just need something in that spring practice window in April. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you exit spring and you're like, man, we really got to get another tight end or we've got to get another, you know, offensive lineman or whatever. Right. And, or let's say Taven Jackson leaves after spring, you got to get another quarterback. Like, I think that's when you potentially take depth pieces. If I'm Tennessee, I'm trying to find people that can play, that can actually get on the field and help you. Depth helps a little bit, but to take the ultimate step as a program, you've got to add some primo pieces, right, Hubbard? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, we've seen we've seen when you're trying to throw a, a throw something together, right, and, and bring some guys in just to add yeah. some bodies, to add some bodies. Um, and th- those didn't work, right, with the Mondre Ludnans and, and those type of things. I'm not picking on them. I'm just saying – that 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 was not filling a need. That was filling a space. That yep. was filling an empty chair. Um, I, I think where you're at roster wise, you don't have as many empty chairs right now. Okay, now you may if, if a bunch of people left at the end of spring practice or in a critical area, somebody left after spring practice, then you could you could jump and and do something different there and, and take a body as you're mentioning. But you don't have enough empty chairs, Eric, where you just got to feel like you got to go out and get guys just to get guys. You don't bring in somebody to come in and be a transfer portal guy unless you think they can play. I mean, you, you look at you look at what they brought in so far. The need at tight end, Austin, or Eric, we've exhausted that conversation, it seems like, for, for a season now and how important that one was. We know that they're looking for more tackle bodies, tackle help, which is why you bring in the kid from Texas, okay, um, you're also losing an, a key guard, you know, in Jerome Carvin. So you're looking for more competition and, and the ability to have some help there. You have an empty chair. You have some need there. And then somebody would say, why would you bring in a kicker? You only got one on the roster, mm-hmm. right? I mean, at, at this point. And so, you, I mean, Max Gilbert's coming in, but he's going to be a freshman. So you don't have anybody with any experience. So here's a guy coming in um, in Campbell who's going to compete with JT Carver and then, and then Gilbert to get here, and, and we'll see what happens with that. But you you don't want to you don't want to have your whole kicking room being a bunch of guys who've never been on the field during a game, and, and so I think that's why Cam, uh, Campbell made the most sense to take as a transfer. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And uh, again, specialists you, know, you often forget about them, but they're such a big part of the game. You want to be able to add on three points. You want to be able to flip the field when you're backed up deep in your own territory and have a booming fifty plus yard punt or you know down inside the ten or the five yard line and. Tennessee knows what it's going to do at punter. That's going to be Jackson Ross. He was on the roster this past year, kind of sitting behind Paxton Brooks, waiting and watching. But at kicker, you had pretty much no experience whatsoever. So bringing that kicker in there was was very critical. So this will continue to go on the transfer portal window. This window will be open for a couple more weeks. We'll see what Tennessee continues to do. Just because uh, you're in there doesn't mean you have to sign at this point in time. You just have to jump in. And, of course, there will be another window that opens later on in the spring. Guys, if we go back to uh, you know the action today in the class of 2023, again, we have 27 names in over our signing day central at VolQuest.com, a couple of uh, transfers. Uh, we'll see what Deshaun Bishop wants to do at 2 o'clock. Ethan Davis will sign uh, later on uh, this afternoon. But you know the, the fans that kind of just check in on today, saying, hey, we don't really follow recruiting. Um, we want to see what Tennessee got today in the hall. Conversation is going to be around two five-stars, Nico Iamaliava, the quarterback, and David Hobbs, the defensive lineman. It's impossible to project when these guys may see the field, of course, especially at a quarterback position. We kind of know the plan there. But, you know, realistically, I feel like the spring is going to be critical for some of those guys, those two guys, and uh, the Jordan Matthews, highly rated four-star, the Cam Seldons. 
so Tennessee can maybe get something out of these highly ranked prospects that can help them in 2023, Brent? Well, I think you also I think you got to play earlier. I think you just have to commit to playing guys early because if you don't, then what are they going to do? They're not going to hang around, right? I mean, look at how many people are leaving uh, after one year, you know, and I think at some point that'll settle a little bit because I think some kids are going to look at it, Austin, that it's better to leave after two years or, or longer than it is after one year because there's still just a ton of questions about you after one year. So I don't know how much of a commodity you, you are after one year unless you're a, a an impact guy who's leaving because of a coaching change. But if you're leaving just because you didn't play after one year, I think there's a lot of people who want to red flag that kind of that conversation moving forward. But But at the same time, too, I, I don't think you just said all these guys. You got them here in spring practice. It's about development, getting them ready, and, and seeing who can help you out of the gate. So I, I think this spring is going to be fascinating from that standpoint. Agreed. There, there are so many bodies here, and you know, so many of them will be ahead of the game because they went through bowl practice. So when, when spring gets here, you're talking about there'll be basically ten practices or so in, um, and then the winter conditioning in. And then, boom, they'll start spring practice ahead of the game. Now, what I agree with is the, the two-year thing. If I'm any kid, I'm sticking it out for two years. This thing's such a, a whirlwind that if you go someplace for a year, then hop in the portal, and then choose poorly a second time, you're stuck until you can graduate and be a grad transfer. Like, you, you really got to be smart about how you do it, which is exactly why I think hubs what you said makes the most sense on any kid that may be frustrated after a year across college football to hang in there for a second year. And then if you're still frustrated, then, you know, sure, look to leave. But, you know, I mean, like this notion that all these kids are going to play early and if they don't play early, then they're out of there. It's just, I mean, to me, it's part of the, you know, it's, again, it's part of the problem with, you know, today's generation of kids like 30 years ago they were much more hardened they were will wait their turn now if they're not in the two deep by the third practice they're like oh let's go to the portal um which i know is a bit of an exaggeration but at the same time it's also kind of not i mean with the way they think i'm most impressed by the defense in this class kenneth mclinn uh they had the comment up there a minute ago and it popped up you know what he said is right what they did at linebacker what they did at corner hover um, is the foundation for the defense, uh, much like what they've done the last two years at edge with Josephson Pierce last year, followed by Bradley and Herring this year, is the foundation for the edge for the next several years. So, you know, I'm a big fan of what they did at linebacker. I'm a big fan of what they did not only at corner, but also in the secondary. Yeah, I like I like their corners. And, and again, for me, Eric, I like the corners in, in part because I think they're really talented. And I think that's a place where you can contribute early, right? I mean, I think that's an easier, in some ways, an easier place to go. I know the game's different at corner in the college game than the high school game, but man coverage is man coverage. And if you got the athletic ability to play, I think you can get on the field faster at corner than you can at nickel or you can at safety in terms of knowledge of everything. Uh, I don't know that we're going to see those linebackers. How early we'll see linebackers. Uh, in this group, but I'm with Austin. I, I think the I think the strength of this, the strength, the biggest position, in my opinion, that they hit a home run in on paper in this class is a linebacker spot. That's not to say I don't dislike what they did on the defensive line or at corner, but when I look at Jeremiah T. Lander, 
I look at Arian Carter, uh, Jalen Smith. I look at those guys. I think those guys fit very much what Tim Banks and Brian Jean-Marie want to have at linebacker. I, I think those guys look like they're supposed to look at, at the linebacker position. So I'll be surprised if those guys aren't real impact guys moving forward. Maybe not this year, but in terms of building the foundation, as, as he mentioned in his comment, I think you can build a lot around those three guys. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I would agree. And again, kind of like what you guys were saying, I mean, not... First and foremost, every every prospect signed today and in every single year, they're not all going to hit. You're going to miss on some. That's just that's just part of the process, right? But yeah. you come in, you don't have a role on offense or defense. Find ways to contribute. You know, the, Caleb Perry this year, Jordan Thomas, um, Elijah Herring. Uh, I thought those guys played really good special teams. And I, I saw them get better over the course of the year. And we heard Tim Banks speak on it earlier this week, saying, "Hey, they grew in confidence, and now they're translating that over to the practice field." And it's getting them, you know, in front of the eight ball for spring practice. So for guys like T. Lander, for guys like Smith and Arian Carter, they might not play a big role on defense in 2023, but they'll be on every single special teams. You know, they'll, they'll be on kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. That's that's 35 to 40 snaps a game. So they'll be getting it a little bit. I like what Tennessee did at linebacker. I like what Tennessee did at corner. I really like what Tennessee did on the front line as well. We mentioned the edge and Caleb Herring, Shadavion Bradley. Pairing those guys with the two last year and James Pierce and, of course, Joshua Josephs. But you look at the interior, David Hobbs, we know about him. A guy, Brent, you and I spoke on this morning, Tyree Weathersby. I think no one knows who he is, but I think he he might have the most potential in this entire group. But also, two, two other guys, two in-state guys, Trevor Duncan and Nathan Robinson, who just continue to grow and develop, and two guys that Rodney Gardner really, really likes. Maybe people don't know who those guys are right now. Maybe it'll take them a little while. But I think those are two guys that Gardner wanted. They they committed early. They signed today. It'll be fun to see kind of what their roles are in the future. Well, and you can't teach size. I mean, you, you, that's something you just can't teach. And both those guys are big, um, physical, um, just kind of good old country boys. Um, one's from Greenbrier, Tennessee, which is just northwest of Nashville. And the other one's from Knoxville Catholic, um, Trevor Duncan, who, again, will start out on defense, but I can see him easily ending up at offensive tackle. Kid has got a frame of an offensive tackle and, uh, you know, played both in high school. I know his heart's on defense, but uh, I think, you know, as we've seen before with Jason Witten and, you know, others over the years, um, just because your heart's a place doesn't mean your money isn't somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, Cozy Coleman and Fred Reary's heart was on defense too, um, and, and they both ended up in the NFL. I mean, it's about 
Yeah, it's about the fit. I, I, I do think Duncan – I mean, when you look at Duncan, it's just – I mean, he's long, he's big. I mean, he's he looks like an offensive tackle. Now, we'll see what he does on defense, but I, I don't think that um, – I don't think there's any doubt you can't teach the size and those two guys fit in to, to exactly kind of what you're looking at there. And your point about defense, Eric, I think is well made because there's more defensive players playing on special teams. So you see more development there in the first year, you know, than, than you do with some offensive players. And um, I, I think you'll see a lot of growth out of this group of guys starting on special teams. And we'll see how they grow into uh, contributing on the defensive side of the ball this fall. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, our guy Logan Bartlett in here with the Super Chat. Appreciate you, Logan. Also, before I get to your question, AP wouldn't let me go on the honeymoon this week, so that's going to have to come later on uh, in the month of January. Logan wants to know, take Nico out of the equation. Top three snaps this fall for freshmen. One Matthews, two Selden, three Gibson. Honorable mention, Hobbs. Um, again, it's impossible to predict right now, but who are some of those guys you think will get the maybe the most snaps as, as true freshmen next season? Well, you just don't know, Hubs. I mean, how many, you know, I think, you know, a year ago, people would not have had Dylan Sampson having the impact he did. Um, you know, I think ultimately you kind of let uh, bowl practice play out, let spring practice play out. I think you have a better feel then. Um, but again, I, I've got, it's kind of, to, to quote the great Brent Hubs, I've got to see it to believe it. <laughs> they're going to force feed some of these guys in there over some of these veterans. They got that they need to to take a step as a program. They're going to have to find a way to balance it. You can't just go straight young, but you also need more athleticism at certain spots. So, you know, I know they feel like that they've kind of solved some of that uh, with this class. And so we'll see who uh, answers the bell. You know, someone who I think could potentially, you know, be a bit of a surprise. You talked about Weathersby earlier. I'll go John Slaughter again. We'll see how it plays out. I think he's a heady football player. He's more athletic than people give him credit for. And the fact the fact he's here early helps him. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what Cam Selden does. You know, if mentally he picks it up, the sky's the limit. Because physically he offers everything you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. For Cam Selden to be at the top of, of, of the list for Logan's questions, he's got to be special. I mean, he's going to have to be special out of the gate to, to for them to say, hey, we're going to really package him and do and do a lot of things for him. I think when you look at the guys he mentioned, the place where Tennessee has to be better, first and foremost next year, is at corner. So there's where you think the biggest opportunity is. So out of that, one would think it's those, one of those two corners would be the answer to that question. Now, again, to Austin's point, are they going to make that commitment and play a young guy there? We'll see. But if you look at need on the team, the most opportunity would, to me, would be corner going into next season out of those guys. Yeah, I would agree because, I mean, I have a hard time thinking that a, a true freshman wide receiver would make a huge impact. I know Squirrel got in there a little bit this year, but that was primarily out of out of need. He, he, he did well. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He'll start this bowl game, of course. I don't see any offensive linemen making a true impact. We had a uh, Tennessee brought in a, a group of a couple good offensive linemen last year. I mean, they didn't see the light of day on the field this year. Um, and the thing about Cam Selton, too, is I, I'm so, I think everybody is as well, so intrigued to see what he's going to do. But he's got to learn one spot first, master that spot before saying, all right, well, how can we use you in this way? And, you know, this gadget play here, you know, throw you the ball here, hand you the ball off here. I think somebody had a question earlier in the in the chat here over under 50 carries for him next year. I would take the under by a mile. 
that's no discredit to him, but you already have three experienced backs coming back for 2023. So, um, but the opportunity, Brent, as you pointed out, would be at corner. And then maybe potentially at safety, even though you have some guys that can move back there. Uh, but then again, up front, Rodney Gardner plays a lot of guys. Yeah, Austin. That's the, that's the, the what year is going on. That's the, yeah. that's the deal. Just the number of snaps that, mm-hmm. that the D linemen get. And I think the potential they could play more linebackers next year. So, no, we'll kind of we'll kind of have to see exactly how it all plays out. Um, so uh, again, going back to this morning, really no surprises. Day's not over, but anybody else in this class that you're kind of intrigued with to see how Tennessee uses them, uh, you know, down the line. Um, you know, Jack Luttrell was Tennessee's very first commit all the way back in August of 2021. Uh, he, he signed earlier this morning, and you know, Aiden Bustle was kind of a building block for this class on the offensive line. Austin earlier this year. He signed earlier this morning. Some of these guys we don't talk about much, but they're now a part of the Tennessee fold officially. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, Jack Luttrell, we'll see. I mean, he everybody doubted that kid when he was playing small school ball in Atlanta, and he went all the way down to South Georgia to 7A to Colquitt County, uh, one of the best programs in the state, and just kept making plays. And so I think the more that kid's doubted, the more it kind of fuels him internally. And uh, – you know, I'm not sure he plays next year, but like, you know, it won't surprise me if he can kind of hang in there and get past, you know, wanting to play and having to, you know, kind of work your way up the depth chart a little bit. You know, someone who can, you know, can can make plays for Tennessee down the line. Special and, uh, teams, special teams, you gotta yeah, get a great opportunity out of the gate in special teams. That's Jordan Thomas did that, Hubs. Yeah, and, and and Jack was a good special teams guy at Colquitt County, but a good special teams guy in Georgia. I think that's where you start with him. I think he is he could be a early factor on special teams because he, he he's such a he's been such a factor of it as a high school player. The 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 one guy that I would also add to that, I'm most excited to see how Tennessee uses Nathan Laycock. You know, I mean like I mean we know you know how they're gonna use him, but like how much they use him, I guess. I mean and, and how quickly can he pick it up because he's to me got something special about him. And it was a great eval by the Tennessee recruiting staff, got themselves in the door. And then, you know, he took off as a senior, rocketed up all the rankings across all the different um, sites that cover recruiting. And, you know, Nathan, I think, has got uh, – right there he kind of looks like Quentin Hancock a little bit, but he's got uh, <laughs> better game overall than Quentin Hancock ever. Yeah, and I think it's an important spring for guys like um... – you know, Chaz Nimrod and Caleb Webb and those guys yeah. too. I mean, you oh, know, yeah. I think that, you know, here's here's your opportunity. This spring, and this is a credit to where, and, and I know we're about out of time here, but this is a credit to where Tennessee is moving in the program. When you talk about, you know, stacking rosters, stacking recruiting classes, what does things look like? When you get into a spring situation where you have real competition, you know, and, and guys can potentially move past, you know, young players can move past some guys, um, you know, a young, a, a second year player really needs to make a move or show himself there. You're starting to get to where you want to get from a roster depth standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. This is a program that signed Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson late. And on the day they handed out pads said, you're the starters. <laughs> That's where you are. You're the starters. Hey, hey, Traylon Flowers was in that group as well, right. playing the I mean, star. You know, now you're getting to the point where you're you're going to have some competition at positions. You should have competition at corner, right? You should have competition uh, at the wide receiver spot this spring. Um, th- that's where you got to get to, and that's why they need to continue to build tight end depth. There's some places they're not there yet, 
but they're not handing out starting jobs when they issue numbers and pads like they were a few years ago. I mean, you, you go back to that year, and you bring up a great point. Flip it to the offensive side. Darnell, Wanye, and then uh, who's the Juco kid? Um, was Elijah? Was the number 58. Um, yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? Johnson. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. He went to Texas A&M. Either yeah. way, like, all those were newcomers to the program, and they all were like, here, you're the starters. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, it, it was wild. Got a couple more, a couple more here. I want to get to uh, on the last couple of minutes of the show. Austin Price, Wayne wants to know, um, and we might not know this right now, but is is Cam Selden going to start with running back or with wide receiver? I think he starts at running back, but that's just me. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. But uh, again, I think they'll move him around. I, they have, they have. Uh, to me, they have a plan for him. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to or TBD to be determined. I, I think it's going to depend on what it looks like in February. You know, they've got this window now where coaches can, you know, you can work and deal with kids and, and interact with them and do some, some football things with them in February. I think how he handles some things they put on him mentally in February is going to dictate a lot about kind of what the plan for him is out of the gate in spring ball. Yeah, Troy, that, Ethan, no, I was going to say that, and where are they Where are they health-wise? You know, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, Jabari for sure won't be in spring because he's got to have that shoulder cleaned up again. And then I think Jalen Wright may have to have something as well. If that's the case, then, you know, they may have to start a running back out of necessity. Good point. That's a real good point. Uh, Troy, Ethan Davis will sign later this afternoon um, on the running back as as well. What's an opportunity? And again, it's all about him, how he adapts and all that type of stuff. Nothing's given. But what's the opportunity looking like for a guy like Khalifa Keith? They used Lenith Whitehead in short yardage situations a year ago. Princeton Fant, who could do a little bit of everything, was kind of the short yardage guy on the goal line this year. Could there be a path in that type of situation for the big running back in Khalifa Keith next year? Either he or Selden. I mean, they're both yeah. bigger guys. Um, and Selden's over two, 215 pounds, but 220. And so, you know, Keith's over 230. So, either one, I mean, can one of them – grab a hold of that spot, you know, but I mean, they're going to be looking to replace that short yardage guy. The Tennessee was way better in short yardage period. Oh yeah. Uh, even when they did not go to um, Princeton Fant this past year. I'm ready for him to find a back who's not a specialty for anything. That who's just the back. Who's the guy that when you're in your hurry up and you run it to the two yard line, he's big enough to push a pile into the end zone. You don't have to sub. You don't have to get overly creative there. I don't know if any of these guys can do that, but I'm I'm kind of ready for Tennessee to have one of those backs that can just – he can catch it out of the backfield. You can do some different things with him, but he can hammer it up in there if you need him to hammer it up in there. Um, that's kind of why. Hubs wants Jamal Lewis. Well, we all do. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you know, he, he's the third down. He's the first down. He's the short yardage. Like, you know. <laughs> if you read my impacts, that they can all do that. So Who's the fourth know. down back? <laughs> uh tony says can weathersby play tight end he actually plays tight end in high school that's not the plan for the collegiate route but i bet he could he holds that weight really well uh we're out of time guys uh this has been fun a little mid midday uh youtube live here on signing day hope you guys enjoyed it uh complete coverage for everything tennessee has done so far today what tennessee will do later this afternoon josh heupel coming up meeting with the media for his national signing day press conference that's coming up in about an hour you can find all that at VolQuest.com and on the VolQuest YouTube channel. But National Signing Day Central, tons of guys, everything you need to know about every single guy Tennessee assigned, the transfers that were announced, all that and more. It's all at VolQuest.com. Stocking stuffer, 
$10 for a VolQuest.com subscription. It is the perfect Christmas gift for that Tennessee van in your life. Take advantage of the deal. You see it on the sign back here. $10 for one year of VolQuest.com. Take advantage of it today. For Awesome Price, Brent Hubs, I'm Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys joining us for a YouTube Live discussing Tennessee on National Signing Day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.